Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. Uh, but before we get on with the stories I listed in the description down below, let me uh, reveal some information I received um, via press release. Um, just came in, courtesy of Biba. Uh, it's great pleasure that they have announced the appointment of Chris, Chris Wardrobe, uh, a charter banker, as chairman of the Central Area Board. And with the appointment, Chris will also take a seat on the main board of directors during what is a very exciting time for the British and Irish Boxing Authority. Um, a special note, I mean, given the fact he's a banker and given the fact he... Uh, has spent many years in inboxing, both the amateur and professional ranks, and most recently with the WBF, the World Boxing Federation. I just thought I'd bring to light um, the fact that he lives in Chorley, Lancashire. Uh, but I'd also like to bring to light some of the uh, innovation, if you will, that Biba has brought to boxing. Uh, and this comes way down at the bottom of the press release. I just happened to notice, and I thought I'd bring it to your attention. Here we go. Uh, Biba are the undisputable industry leaders with regard to health and safety within the professional boxing world. Biba became the first European commission to become 100% compliant with the American Federal Act, the Professional Boxing Safety Act of 1996. In 2017, following three major life-changing injuries and one uh, fatality on BBB of C-sanctioned, not Biba-sanctioned professional boxing events in the UK, uh, in 2016, the BIVA board decided it was time for additional uh, procedures in an attempt to try and reduce further bleed to the brain injuries. BIVA recruited leading head injury specialist and forensic scientist, Professor Michael Graham, uh, and appointed uh, him to the BIVA Medical Committee. And BIVA became uh, the first boxing commission worldwide to introduce the potentially life-saving infrascanners at all its events. Uh, to ensure the highest possible level of health and safety for boxers competing on BIBA sanctioned events, all BIBA licensed officials and coaches are required to have attended a head trauma signs and symptoms awareness course annually. Uh, it is our belief they continue that it is essential that in order to be able to deliver the highest levels of duty to, of care to competing boxers on events sanctioned by ourselves, that the officials in the ring and ringside as well as those in the corner of Beaver licensed boxers when competing are aware of the signs of possible head trauma. And this, as you know, has been a major area of concern uh, for us here at Talking Fight since we launched uh, over two years ago. And I'm very happy to see that Beaver continues their efforts to ensure the health and safety of the professional boxers that they sanction. Good for them. Let's move across the pond um, south of me. Uh, for an announcement from Split Team Management. Uh, Split Team Management would like you to know that several of their boxers were quite successful recently in Puerto Rico. Rulito Ortiz and uh, Brian Rodriguez went head-to-head -head with Ortiz uh, stopping Rodriguez in the opening round of their super lightweight bout. Uh, so now uh, Ortiz out of uh, Puerto Rico is 1-0 with one knockout. And in San Diego, 
Asa Stevens remained undefeated with a four-round unanimous decision over Macheki Shields in a super bantamweight bout. Uh, Stevens is out of Hawaii, won by scores of 40-35 on all cards, and is now 3-0. and And he's actually promoted by Golden Boy Promotions. Good for him. Haven Brady Jr. moved up to eight rounds and won a unanimous decision over Eric Mondragon in a junior lightweight contest. You may recall we featured uh, Haven Brady Jr. many times on Talking Fight and certainly a favorite of Mike Gores over at uh, Knuckle Up. Uh, he hails from Albany, Georgia, and he won by scores of 79-73 twice uh, and to raise his record um, to 8-0. and oh. Wow, good for him. Didn't realize he's eight and zero already. On the same card at the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Gardens, which is streamed on ESPN Plus, uh, Olympian Tiger Johnson pitched a shutout and won a six-round unanimous decision over Esteban Garcia in their junior welterweight bout. Johnson, by the way, is from Cleveland, Ohio, and won by scores of six scores of sixty fifty-four on all cards, and he's now six and zero. Uh, and as I mentioned yesterday, in Philadelphia, heavyweight Sonny Conto remained undefeated with a second-round stoppage in a scheduled six-rounder at the 2300 Arena. Uh, and I recalled uh, the events of his particular uh, knockout. He's now 11-0. Um, Rolando Vargas out of Milwaukee moved to 8-1 and one with a split decision win over Charles Garner. Xavier uh, Zamron. Made an explosive pro debut with an opening round knockout of Armand Oates in a featherweight bout. Uh, Zamoran's out of Wisconsin stopped Oates three times before the fight was finally halted in the opening frame. So some good news out of Split Team Management. We thank them for their news via Boxing247.com. And located on the scenic shores of the Connecticut River, Springfield, Massachusetts, probably not the same Springfield from The Simpsons, is known as the home of the Naismith Memorial Bas Basketball Hall of Fame, as well as the birthplace, birthplace of famed author Theodore Geisel, also known as Dr. Zeus, but soon to become known as a famed place to hold boxing events. Boxing promoter Chris Trietti, president of Granite Chin Promotions, believes the Western Massachusetts city has the potential to become much more particularly when it concerns professional boxing as a relatively untapped market for prospects because it is loaded with top-notch gyms, coaches, and of course, athletes. Triadi is so sure that his company's first promotion there on November 19th, by the way, called the Springfield Championship Boxing, is a sure signal for the immediate future as opposed to simply one-and-done event in a new market. A pair of eight-round title fights for the vacant Massachusetts State Championships, both fe featuring local favorites, will certainly draw the spotlight. Undefeated Holyoke welterweight prospect Denzel Whitley, he's 9-0, five knockouts, takes on Chris Jacobs out of Falls River, Massachusetts, while unbeaten Pittsfield light heavyweight Steve Sumter, 6-0, throws down with Edette uh, McPanan out of New Bedford, Massachusetts. Completing the Western Massachusetts talent triple header is Pittsfield super welterweight Carlos Castillo, who's 5-0, who will be in action versus Travis Gambardella out of Revere, Massachusetts in a six-round super welterweight bout. 
So really good stuff uh, out of Massachusetts. Also fighting on the undercard in four rounders is Springfield super featherweight Isaiah Cruz, who's 4-0, takes on Mexican challenger Pablo Batres. In addition to Springfield lightweight Carlos Gonzalez, who's 2-0, uh, versus pro debuting Matthew McGee out of Fairfield, Maine. So some uh, great news out of Massachusetts. Great to see Granite Chin really taking over that market, which, by the way, includes Boston. And uh, we all know from film and movie that Boston is a great fighting city. Onwards to the WBA, the World Boxing Association. Championships Committee issued a resolution on Tuesday ordering a fight for the undisputed female featherweight title between Erica Cruz, the WBA champion, and Amanda Serrano, who holds the IBF, WBO, and WBC titles. The committee determined that there is no need for special permissions and that the best will be facing each other in the ring, so it set Serrano as the mandatory challenger to the title held by Cruz. Now they'll have a period of 30 days to negotiate the fight, and if they do not reach an agreement or any of the parties refuses to do so, the committee could send the fight to auction with a 50% split for each of the champions. Wow. On the other hand, the winner of the fight will have 12 months to make her next mandatory defense. The resolution issued this Tuesday leaves without effect any previous resolution. So let's see what uh, Jake Bial and MVP have to say on, on, on that aspect with respect to Amanda Serrano. Alrighty. Terence Crawford revealed also on Tuesday night that representatives from two unnamed hedge funds offered to pay him and Errol Spence Jr. guaranteed purses of $25 million apiece, that's U.S. dollars, during prolonged negotiations with PBC founder Al Heyman. Crawford discussed why talks for their high-profile fight, fight fell apart uh, last month during a 20-minute session which was streamed on Instagram. Uh, the unbeaten WBO welterweight champion also divulged that he personally informed Spence of the $50 million offer, but that Heyman, who advises Spence, wouldn't consider the possibility of working with these unidentified investors. Crawford contended who were willing to absorb the significant financial risk in their pay-per-view showdown. So he's speaking, he's speaking, uh, he re he's recalling his conversation with Spence. He goes, uh, you know, on and on. I've had now two companies, you know, that reach out to me that, you know, wanted to give me and Spence 25 million guaranteed, 25 million guaranteed up front. So a real guy like myself, I call Spence. I said, hey, bro, look, listen, you know what I mean? I got this company that's willing to give us 25 million a piece guaranteed. What's up? You, what you going to do? He like 25 million. What about the back end? I'm like, dude, listen, if they make the money back, then we get an 80-20 percentage on the back end. You know what I mean? It's simple math. I said, man, we got people who are buying the fight. I mean, stealing the fight. They got the fire sticks. And he laughed. He like, man, I got a fire stick too. I'm like, see? I'm like, man, ain't nobody really like buying. You know what I mean? Pay-per-view no more. I said, man, we got this money up front and we good. It's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Crawford. Uh, who is 38-0, 29 knockouts, will instead defend his 147-pound crown against Russia's David Avnesin, who's now 29-3-1, by the way, with 17 knockouts, on December 10th in Crawford's hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. The three-division champion expects Spence, who's 
22 knockouts, the IBF WBA WBC 147 pound champ to face fellow PBC fighter Keith Thurman, who's 30 and one with 22 knockouts and won no decision, by the way. Uh, oh, won no contest, sorry. Sometime after he squares off against Avanasian. If Crawford and Spence win their upcoming bouts, Crawford wants to resume negotiations for what would be a full welterweight title unification fight. Crawford lamented Tuesday night, by the way, however, that because Spence isn't his own boss, that the DeSoto, Texas native couldn't push for them to take the $50 million in guaranteed purses. The 35-year-old Crawford later explained that he was willing to accept Heyman's unusual offer of $0 guaranteed for one of the most meaningful fights that could be made in boxing. Crawford apparently was convinced that his share of the revenue from their fight would have earned him enough money to work without a guarantee. That was only after, according to Crawford, Heyman wouldn't entertain the idea of a third party's involvement. So there you go. There's some news out of uh, Terrence Bud Crawford's uh, camp. Uh, finally, before we close out here, let's have a few words from Jermaine Franklin, who's going toe-to-toe against Dillian White, a heavyweight showdown that takes place on November 26th and uh, is currently being trained uh, in Tyson Fury's camp and, in fact, sparring with Tyson Fury. He says, I've joined up with Tyson's camp. I tell you, I've learned a lot in the first day. I've realized what many do not believe and want to believe, that I can compete with the Tyson Furies of the heavyweight division. He is the best, but I believe I have skills and talent to be a champion also. Being in his camp in this brief period of time, I've learned how to run a camp, how to prepare, and also humble myself to ask other boxers about how they are successful. Yes, I will ask and have asked Fury about how to beat White. It was pretty much general advice on how to beat White. Work your game plan. As I continue to spar with him in the coming days, he will give me more advice on what to do. I will say this. Fury and I are pretty much alike. We love to joke around. We love boxing. We have big personalities. Sparring with Fury so far has shown me I can hang with him in the ring. I know some hater out there will say, yeah, right. But I know now I have the skills to compete and win at that level. Check back in a week and I'll let you know what the other secrets Fury gives me about White. Uh, Jermaine Franklin continues, I'd love to fight Anthony Joshua and I'd beat him if I did. He said, I'm focusing on Dillian White right now. I will address him if that happens. Of course, I'd love to fight Joshua or someone on that level. I want to show that I'm the best by beating the best. If Joshua and I get in the ring, I'd love that. I respect his game, but I feel I will win. So there you go. There's some news out of the heavyweight division, which I could not uh, let up. Um, thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to join us again at 4 p.m. Eastern time when we uh, see Mike Orr and Cedric Ben in the studio for their show, Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification. And again, see you at 4. Thank you.